Welcome to a special episode of Track Talk. This week's episode is from the archives, an episode of Live from My Drum Room with Andy Newmark from March 28th, 2021. I talked with Andy about a whole bunch of things, uh, including his work with Roxy Music, John Lennon, of course, Sly and the Family Stone, and Carly Simon. And in this episode, I'm going to give you an excerpt from that show. And this is Andy and I discussing his work on Carly's epic song and his epic drumming on Anticipation, which was his first actual kind of real legitimate session. So check this out. Come along for the ride. I hope you enjoy this. We're going to play the track afterward, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for watching. Check out Anticipation. Check out these drum fills. Absolutely legendary. Andy Newmark. See you in a bit. Enjoy. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's, but that's a great story that you told. And it's, it is a great lesson, though, in terms of, you know, at least knowing when you go for an audition, it, at least being aware of what the person is expecting to hear. You know, I think if nothing else, that, that's a great takeaway. And, and it's a, your story is a great segue because I, I wanted to talk about Carly and, and, uh, and I, and that was your first session. Like, was that, was that your actual first recording session working with Carly, like anticipation? And it was not the first time I was in a recording studio. I had done the odd session, but it was the first time I was with an artist. And went in and was a part of this, the band and was yeah. going to spend six weeks in the studio every day and, and really being in it and a part of it and knowing I was making a record for someone. And Carly had already had a name because she her first album had a hit single on it called um, That's the Way I Always Heard It Should Be. Right. So, yeah, that was my first you know, real experience of of getting my head wrapped around the studio thing. I, I I had been called in to do a session for a big horn band in New York a year or two before that called Ten Wheel Drive. Um, I remember feeling a little bit like a fish out of water on that session. Just the whole recording studio thing was a little overwhelming to me. Um, when I lived in Bermuda, I did an album with the band I was with there when I was 17 years old, the Bermuda Jam. We cut an album. I have it right here. Well, it's the Bermuda Jam. Again, the studio was a very alien thing to me. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't until Carly Simon that I thought, okay, I'm going to be doing this every day. I know what she wants. I know what I want. I, my instincts were beginning to develop. I was 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Unbelievable. so yeah, that was, that was the first time I, I got a chance to record good songs with a, a meaningful artist. Anticipation. Yeah. Has to be considered the start. Yeah. You could have just, you could have just recorded that one song, Andy, and, and, and had a place in, in, in drumming history forever, just with that one that one track, let alone the whole record. Uh, but uh, what, what a funny. song. It's funny. When I hear that song, 
Someone asked me recently in an email if I would please notate the two drum, big drum fills, like somehow notate it. And I didn't have notation paper and it involved then having to scan it. And I think I tried to explain it to him in English, what the notes were, dotted quarter, yeah. followed by whatever. But when I hear it, um, I cringe a little bit to maybe a lot of a lot of bit. It's, well, again, I'm gonna. You know, this is how the industry has groomed my brain. But okay. of course, yeah. the first thing I noticed is that the time is not steady through those fills, not at all. I mean, there were no click tracks and drum machines. That, that that was all just a trio playing along with Carly. There was no obsessing on time and meter. It was just about getting yeah. an organic performance. But it topples me when I hear it that, you know, the time in those fills in particular is not steady, but you still know what I mean when oh, I yeah. do it. You you can tap your foot through it more or less, but um, I have to say, if I I did it again today, I would play something different than those fills. They the fills just bug me, you know. Now I just I it's just like well, I think what, what what were you trying to say? And I think I was just trying to figure out, you know, I had like a month to work out these fills because we yeah. had been rehearsing the tunes in New York before we went to England. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is my chance. <laughs> you know, two, two big drum fills in my first recording, 21 years old, Carly Simon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I would be like sitting, you know, in our little apartment in London and like going through all this, these amazing possibilities of what one could possibly play over those six beats or eight beats, like ridiculous <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like, it, it wasn't about what would be musical here? You know, like, let me carry on from where Russ Kunkel started and let's do something musical and tasty and sparse like Carly likes. No, it was like, okay, this is like the bolts on the end of the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got, Andy, I have to disagree with you. I think, I think they're so tasty. They're so tasty and they're so perfect for that song. Both, the second one, to me, is one of the greatest fills of all time. That second one is like, forget it. I, I can live with it. And, you know, I'm glad you like it. Um, of course, I did in the end come to my senses and, and come up with something reasonably, you know, musical and whatever you want to call that. But, I mean, I have to tell you, at the preparation and the things that I practiced or imagined playing in those holes were so ridiculous. <laughs> this, this, this is the yeah the behind the scenes story. I want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I came to my senses. Just you, just sort of 
eventually you realize, I mean, that it's just some things are just completely ridiculous. It's like, you know, it, you got to play something that is in the flow of, of the, the rhythm of the song, you know, something yeah. tangible that human beings can latch onto. So, yeah, but it was, oh, God, I remember. <laughs> that was funny, man. But uh, I was grateful to be there to get a break with a name artist so young. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and get that exposure because uh, it had only been in the last few years, like from the late 60s where they started putting musicians names on albums right right like you you i started seeing hal blaine and earl palmer and jim gordon's names but in the in like even 1966 or 7 those guys didn't even get credits in la right that wrecking crew got all that wrecking crew lot and earl palmer mm-hmm. There were no musician credit, but somehow it started becoming fashionable in the very late 60s that you'd see people's names and I'd see Bernard Purdy for the first time in my life. Yeah. Jim Gordon's name on a Jose Feliciano album. You'd see, I saw Hal Blaine's name, of course. And Earl Palmer, I had his solo album, Drumsville. And guys were getting credits. So by 1971, when I was with Carly, it was a given. Hey, your name is going to be on the back of the record. This is like a calling card to the world. Yeah. You know, what better advertisement could you ever wish for? And, you know, when you know your name's going to be on the back of the record, that's a big incentive to really want to make it be as good as possible, right? You know, and that became how all of us of that era became popular. The the credits on the back of the album did all the advertising work for us. Yeah. You didn't have to go out and hustle and schmooze or do anything. People would see the name and go, well, I like the way this person sounds on this. Find me this person. Find me, yeah. <laughs> find me this guy, whoever he is, or girl. I like that. And, you know, the, there's a funny saying, the arc of a studio musician's career. Yes. It starts with, who is Andy Newmark? <laughs> and the next phase is, get me Andy Newmark. And then the next phase is get me someone much less expensive than Andy Newmark. And then the final phase is who is Andy Newmark? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I think the first time I ever saw your name, I think was on the car um, on anticipation. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, my sister had all her, you know, early records. She's five years older than me. I would have been 11 in 1971. And I was just getting into playing drums and music and listening, you know, listening to records all the time and reading liner notes. And I'm pretty sure that is where I first saw your name. And I started seeing it more and more. And you know, I, listen, 
Carly even put a picture of me on the inside sleeve with my hair to here. She she had photographs of uh, Paul Glanz, the piano player, Jimmy Ryan, guitar, myself. Even on the inner sleeve, there were like yeah. really nice photos of us. So it was like wasn't it was more than just a credit. I felt like, oh my goodness, God, how, how look at this! I even have a picture in here. And then, you know, hearing it on the radio in my 66 Chevrolet that Ricky Murata's father, Chris, sold me. Yeah. Oh, funny. I, I bought a 66 Chevrolet Impala from Ricky's father. I'd be cruising around in New York in my 66 blue Chevy Impala with the radio on WABC and hearing anticipation. I'm like, yeah, this is it. I've arrived. This is this is really the business. How cool is this? <laughs> well, you had arrived though. I I have to tell you, one of my one of my bandmates is watching. My my band plays that song, and and oftentimes I'll apologize to you before we play it or after we play it for for butchering those fills. <laughs> I hear myself trying to play it note for note, and and never never executing but but always with you in mind with the, the deepest respect and well, admiration you know that um thanks i mean <laughs> does it make sense enough that you know what i intended the fill to be and yeah you it, it kind took of me well. where the notes yeah. are okay you know what andy i have to tell you and I, and I won't i won't spend a lot of time talking about me trying to play it but I will admit that when we first started playing it, I, I didn't attempt that second fill. The first fill, I, you know, really makes sense, you know, or boom, 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 you know. But the second one, a couple of times I tried to play it like you, and I could tell the band wasn't following me, probably because I wasn't really playing, putting the notes in the right spot. But, you know, it's one of those things where I think, you, I'm sure you've experienced this. It's like you you overthink things and you just you stop and just you take a fresher approach and listen to it and just I I just listened to where the notes really were and it was a lot easier for me to at least find a way for it to fall into place so that everybody comes back in with me at the end of the second one. So and I you know if it so here's the track Anticipation by Carly Simon with Andy Newmark on drums. Now check this out. Um, we talk about these big drum breaks in the middle. There's two two big drum fills. Uh, listen closely, and you'll hear Andy playing with his left foot on the hi-hat just to keep the time. Listen, it's very subtle, but with headphones, you can hear those little hi-hat chicks going on there. That's so Andy. Um, definitely in the, in the two breaks. And then at the very end, just as they're closing the song out, you hear Andy play this beautiful little press roll, just a, a nice dynamic, beautiful, clean press roll to bring everybody back in. Um, the beauty and the mastery of Andy Newmark. So check it out. Anticipation by Carly Simon. Andy's first really legitimate session. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks. We can
Epic drumming, epic song, Andy Newmark. Um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, again, go back and listen to those fills. You can hear that little hi-hat chicks in there to keep the time. It's just, it's it's beautiful. Andy's drumming is always just so perfect. Um, yeah, so one of my favorite songs. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I will put the link for the full episode in here. As I said, it was March 28th, 2021. I think we went about two hours that day. So we covered a lot of ground. Check it out. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Live From My Drum Room. I'll be back again with another episode and also another episode of Track Talk. You can count on that. In the meantime, remember, no drummers are ever harmed on Track Talk or Live From My Drum Room. And when in doubt, leave it out. Okay, see you soon. Thanks for watching.